0: Welcome to Medified, a podcast about web dev and tech news that piqued my interest. I'm your host Richard, and I'm looking forward to this episode. Teno has recently passed 4.1 million downloads on GitHub, and it shows no sign of stopping. Quite the contrary, actually, so let's see what's new and what's popping. The Deno team claims to listen to what the devs working with this runtime have to say and prioritize their roadmap based on this feedback. And most of those devs want simpler ways to interoperate with JavaScript written for Node. The goal is for Deno to support something north of 80% worth of NPM packages and to ease the process of importing them into your project within the next three months, and best of all, all of the deno tooling will still work the newest 1.25 version introduced this experimental support for npm specifiers that lets you import modules from npm without doing npm install and yes there is no node modules directory since the modules are downloaded and stored in the deno cache on startup instead one of the goals for Deno has always been runtime performance, and they seem to be doubling down on this goal by promising that V8 and Rust can make Deno the fastest runtime there is. Deno's new HTTP server has also landed in the recent 1.25 version, and according to their benchmarks, it is three times as fast as before and boasts a new simplified API as well. Maybe they got scared of BAM, I don't know. There is also a little bit of news for the enterprise users and so, if you're using Deno for work in a commercial setting, you can look forward to office hours where actual people behind Deno listen to your problems and help you solve them. In order to partake, all you have to do is sign up via a form and hope you'll get picked for this extremely interesting and helpful endeavor. This is all free, and I'll include the link to the form in the description below. Ryan Dahl, the creator of Deno, is most likely not going to attend because he is busy with urging Oracle to release the JavaScript trademark. True story, by the way. Among other things, the latest release also comes with a new Deno init subcommand that you can use to scaffold a basic Deno project. And the overall startup time is also improved thanks to caching remote modules behind the scenes per file. Cool stuff, Tenno! If you are a Web3 developer, you are probably tightly awaiting a long time coming end of the merge of the Ethereum network, which is right behind the corner with a soft deadline set for the 19th of September the merge, which sounds like some cataclysmic event from a high fantasy world, is indeed quite the big deal. Now, after the merge, Ethereum will solely use proof of stake for validating blockchain transactions instead of the well-known proof of work, which promises better scalability of the network and more efficient energy consumption. In fact, it is expected that after the merge, the energy consumption will be reduced by something close to 100%. Considering the current figures, the energy reduction is equivalent to the yearly energy consumption of Chile, so good news for the environment. In a nutshell, the new proof-of-stake system will work by staking the Ether, which is the Ethereum cryptocurrency, to validate transactions. And since mining will no longer be the means of producing valid blocks, the proof-of-stake validators assume this role. Now validators will receive transaction fees as a reward for their work done while validating transactions. The key benefit is that we no longer need to find a special hash with time and energy-consuming cryptographic processes, but will be staking the Ether instead. Sounds a bit like gambling, doesn't it? The cool thing is that the whole process of changing such an essential piece of the algorithm in the network will happen without any downtime. What is not so cool is that now the control over the network can be both. You'd have to buy half of all existing ethers, which is hard, but in theory, not impossible. Now you might be asking, what does this mean for an ether owner? And the answer is, luckily, nothing. Users will experience no change in their day-to-day experience using Ethereum. All changes related to the merge are under the hood. There are also a few misconceptions associated with the merge. So, first of all, no, unfortunately, the gas fees will not be drastically decreased after the merge. The reason is simply that the fees are correlated to network demand relative to its capacity and this won't be affected by the merge itself. Not to worry though, there are plans to reduce the gas fees by different means in the future. Secondly, the transaction speed will not increase significantly. There are security reasons why the new blocks, now called slots, will occur precisely every 12 seconds instead of the previous 13.3 seconds. So there is a slight improvement, but nothing too big. To summarize, a new era of the Ethereum network is approaching and it is coming with the promise of a more sustainable and environmentally friendly blockchain network. It is a big move that requires a lot of engineering effort to go smoothly and without downtime. So fingers crossed. If you feel the need for speed, then this next topic is just for you because Preact just announced a new state management library called Signals. Signals are based on reactive principles and are promising excellent developer experience with unique implementation optimized for virtual DOM. The core API is built around accessing a signal's value from within a component. When the value of that signal changes, it automatically updates the component. Unlike hooks, which signals are aiming to replace, you can use these inside or outside of components. This means you can introduce them in your code alongside hooks and class components. No refactoring needed. The team behind signals went even further with Preact integration in a component which renders a text, they were able to update text directly in the virtual DOM. This means no more re-rendering of the whole component, not even the text. Of course, we're talking about Preact here, so you may be asking, what is the bundle size? And just around 1.6 kilobytes, they were able to pack a lot of features. You gotta love programming, because being lazy means good and signals are lazy by default, which means only signals that are actually used somewhere are observed and updated. Signals also boast optimal updates. If a signal's value hasn't changed, components and effects that use that signal's value won't be updated, even if the signal's dependencies have changed. Optimal dependency tracking means we need no dependency erase, like with hooks. Hooray! and direct access lets us access a signal's value in a component that automatically subscribes to updates without the need for selectors or hooks. Signals essentially flip the performance pitch around. By not using it, you are opting out of performance. According to the benchmarks, it's so fast that not even a flame graph is able to detect it. On top of that, the Preact team drops the P and creates a React package too. Probably out of respect for the elders. Thanks for tuning in to Minified. If you like what I do, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and share it with your friends and colleagues. Catch you later.